astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Uh, So today's topic is going to be on the full moon in Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And so if you've been hip to what's going on, you might think, we already had the full moon in Aquarius. We did. Yeah, we did. But we actually have two full moons in Aquarius. So we thought we would discuss the meaning behind that and then give each of the signs a little affirmation as we head into the second full moon. Sure. Yep. Um, before that though, we were going to do about five to 10 minutes of just some astrology in the news though. Uh, because if you listen to our episode last week, we were talking about, are you passing the test of Saturn and Aquarius? And we actually used Simone Biles as our Pisces example. Yes. And mom had made a comment about saying, as long as she stays healthy, she should have a really good, um, chance at, mm-hmm. at winning. Right. Because 12th house. Mm-hmm. We were talking about 12th house. 12th house is little miracles. Can be little miracles. But 12th house also does rule hospitals, mental um, Anything awareness. Anything where you need to go get therapy. Yeah. Where you need to go get the doctor to get a prescription or where I'm going to go to my therapist. It's anything where you're going to have to seek out a healing. Right. So that was just another interesting interpretation or twist, if you will, on Mm -hmm. the 12th house. And um, speaking of twists, I know you were really caught by this word twisties that has been in the news. Twisties. Yeah, I was just immediately. And I do follow the news oftentimes with an eye to astrology, wondering what's going on in that person's life that she's talking about being airborne and losing her her sense. And we're talking about Simone now when she does one of her uh, tricks here, so to speak, gymnastic yep. uh, maneuvers, she gets lost in space almost. She, uh, they, she describes it as muscle memory, doesn't kick in, so she doesn't know what she's supposed to be doing. So, I mean, I get the danger of it and that whole thing. We understand that. But it was just such an interesting term. Again, I thought it's kind of like, you know, if, we, if you got in your car one morning and you just didn't know how to operate it, you lost, you know, your muscle memory about how to operate the car. So anyhow, it sounds scary, but most importantly, from an astrologer's point of view, I thought, what's going on in her chart to have that type of disorientation happening? Yeah. And then it hit me, oh my gosh, she's the Pisces we spoke about. Yeah. And I looked up and she's a 23 degree Pisces. Yeah. Okay, this gets very specific, but Neptune went retrograde on June 25th. So that was about a month prior to the event happening, right? Because it all happened that last week of July. Um, It went retrograde. And they always say when a planet goes retrograde, that exact degree, if you have a planet there, a big lesson or a big message comes through. I always say it's kind of like pivoting. You know, it's one thing if you, you know, make a step on a nice white carpet. But let's just say you make a step and then you pivot on that step you kind of grind into that carpet oh it leaves a mark absolutely right and that's what the um the planetary energies do when they go retrograde 
uh, on a certain degree. So anyhow, let's talk here because poor Simone. I mean, we feel for on a number of different levels. Um, We're also proud of her. Oh, her proud. Step. I mean, she's creating a lot of talk just about, you know, mental illness. And I've seen some, um, I shouldn't say mental illness. I'm sorry. I should say like aware, um, putting your, yourself first. Yes. Self-care. Self-care would be um, the key word there. Well, 23 Pisces, by the way, is this idea about knowing about a disease. Again, okay. that sounds unfair. Someone has a 23 Pisces, you know, son. And by the way, who else might have this? Anyone that has a birthday around March 13th, March 14th. Okay. Her birthday is March 14th, but in March 13th, March 14th, you carry this energy as well, knowledge about a disease. Now, again, that can be because someone in the family has, a, has an issue, and so you've kind of you know all the details about it, but it oftentimes means oftentimes getting behind, being the um, person who writes a check, you know, to the arthritis foundation mm-hmm. or you know the cancer, you know, uh, movement. There, you 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 you're supporting the research. Yeah. So it doesn't mean. But I thought, isn't this interesting that she's the face of? Well, and that's what we always say when people become famous or popular. Their chart starts kind of working for the collective. I mean, for themselves as well, but the no. idea that she has started all these conversations and I've seen a lot of, um, I'm going to might regret bringing this up because what is the, um, <laughs> the gymnast that her coach like made her go again, I think it was like in 1992 when she had like a broken leg oh, and she twit. Yeah. Yeah, I name? couldn't tell your name. Okay. But I saw some comparison between how far we've come mm-hmm. where, you know, she was pushed, maybe she pushed herself, whatever pressures there right, were to, exactly. to do another, um, a set when she had already a broken leg. And, and now like Simone saying, no, like I'm going to stick up for myself and put myself first, right. even if it means walking away from exactly. a medal. Yeah. Well, I think we should get back to what Neptune on the sun means. Okay. And because anyone born March 13th, March 14th is also under this energy. Right. Now, Neptune on the sun can have a very favorable interpretation. Let's face it, Simone's in Tokyo as we speak. It rules foreign travel, getting out beyond into new new territory. So we have this idea of no boundaries. So here she is. She's, you know, obviously has the privilege of being in another country. But it also... And I, you know what, this it's an odd thing I say, but when someone has Neptune or the sun, I said, oh, you're going to disappear. Mm-hmm. You're, and everyone goes, what? And, you're like, and I go, yeah. no, not like a kidnapping. You know, yeah. the know. idea is that, you know, you're not going to show up in your normal places. So maybe just to preface, because I'm thinking of a couple of my clients right now that are under this influence, mm-hmm. their birthday is not March 13th, March okay. 14th. Right. Um, they are going through this through a transit, mm-hmm. which... Simone is, but it's conjuncting, but you could be, this could be squaring, this could be opposing. Um, so yes. Can I also, I'll insert those. Yeah. Perfect. September 15th, 16th. If you're the Virgos there that are born September 15th to 16th, uh, they would be under this influence. Uh, we have some Gemini's June 6th and 7th. They would be influenced by it. And we have some Sagittarius's born December 15th, 16th would be under it. Mm -hmm. So again, what Kate just said, yeah. 
Simone is getting it full on in a conjunction. I think that is the most, the strongest, yeah. clearly. But then we can have a square, you can have an opposition going on as well. So yes, those Virgos, those Geminis, those Sagittarius, um, you're also under it. Yep. So that idea about disappearing, to go back to that, yes. that can be something like an easy example of, oh, you know, I used to always go to this church right. and someone did me wrong, right? And I no longer show up there. So your community or your congregation might be saying, they're still thinking you're going to show up. Kelly, where are you? I yeah. haven't seen you, right? right? That you've disappeared from something that you've always done or you've always partaken. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the disappearing. Right. And it can be disappearing and then popping up in a different place that no one's, that no one knows you. Right. Right. So it does rule, Neptune on the sun rules, you know, emotional afflictions mm-hmm. and their recovery, yep. uh, the process, whatever that might mean. For some people, this is, I need downtime, I need alone time, I need to take a class, I need to learn to meditate. So we have those soft influences that no one really makes a big deal about that, that someone's into that. But Neptune means the idea I need to kind of get out of my orbit as another way of saying, find out some other world. Uh, it can be uh, a very religious experience, spiritual, feeling the angels, feeling the vibes, feeling sensations. Again, these are hard things that a lot of people will just dismiss. I know. Oh, what is, I don't know what you, no, I don't feel that. No, I don't see that. So you can feel odd. You can feel different. Uh, and of course, you might literally, of course, be very dependent on some sort of supplement. Right. Uh, so whether we're talking hardcore drugs, whether we're talking over-the-counter drugs, alcohol. whether we're talking alcohol or just a concoction that you're making up in your kitchen every morning that you need to take because it makes you feel better. Right. So uh, Neptune can mean imprisonment, mm-hmm. identifying what is imprisoning you, what is the problem. Uh, again, I, you know what? I don't know yet I've had anyone who's actually been in prison under this energy. I've never no. met anyone who literally says, oh, yeah, I was in jail last night or, right. you know, two nights ago. No, so it's, if we use the word imprisonment, but we're talking about that. What has been holding you back? But, yeah, I like think the image we like to put with it is like kind of like shackles and then they're, they're, they've been broken. Yeah. It's like, where are you breaking out? Like, what are you realizing has been tethering you or mm-hmm. holding you down or making you depressed mm-hmm. and then breaking free from that? Yeah, yeah. So there's some lovely things. Neptune on the sun means you're very lucky under that energy, meaning oftentimes considering what you're going through, you've been pretty lucky. Yeah. And I guess we could easily say that to Simone. Mm-hmm. She could have pushed on, had a horrible accident, done injury to herself, right? Right. That you're lucky that, you know, that it you, it could have been so much more worse. So that's, again, uh, I don't always say terrible things happen to people under Neptune, but you become more sensitized to everything. Absolutely. And if, can I talk about my, my, my flooring again one sure. more time? Sure. Neptune is trining. If you're, if you're a, uh, uh, it's good for Scorpios, particularly, um, try, it would be trining the Scorpios, uh, those born November 15th, 16th, and the Cancers who were born July 15th, 16th. So November 15th, 16th, and um, July 15th, 16th. Um, but I just laughed at that because I thought, oh my gosh, everything, and I have a very strong 23 Pisces, mm-hmm. or 23 in my chart. So it's trining it. And uh, I thought about everything in our house had to float up into the air. Yeah. Right? While the carpet came in and everything came back down, but nothing came back in the same place that it was. Right. Again, it was a real uh, beneficial, crazy at the time, the kind of beneficial energy that I thought, well, that's probably why it all happened. Yeah, absolutely. 
So let's move on to the full moon in Aquarius. So as we had mentioned, we did experience um, a full moon in Aquarius last month, July 23rd, uh, 24th, just depending on where you are um, in the time zones. And here we'll be approaching our second full moon in Aquarius um, on August 22nd. So the first full moon was at one degree Aquarius. Now we're going to come in at 29 uh, degrees Aquarius. Right. So we usually describe the full moon as acting as a flashlight. Yes. I think we've used that analogy before, but in case you're new here, the idea that, um, you know, when you sit outside under a full moon, you might even be able to read a book. There right. might be enough light outside from the moon that you can see things a little bit mm-hmm. clearer. Mm-hmm. So if we think about that with, if we think about the symbolism behind that, that stuff that comes up, stuff that shows itself around a full moon, that Maybe is it the moon trying to shine a flashlight on it for you to see it, right. amplifying it? Right. It, it, you know, the joke is always, oh, it's a full moon. Watch out. The crazies are going to be out. No, really what it is, you're seeing people truthfully. Right. Maybe they've always been an, an expletive of some sort, <laughs> okay. right? Expletive. You know, and now again, of course, here you see it again. Yep, that's what they are. But sometimes you don't see it. You've said, no, that's really, oh no, that's, you know, you've made excuses. This is a great time to see people in their true light. And then then you can judge if you want to judge, or then you can decide, oh, is this beneficial for me to be around this person or not? So you're getting clarity. Yeah. Uh, your flashlight example works perfectly. Yeah. You're getting a closer look on something. Oh, you said a green light, different ways to discuss yeah, it. It's, yeah, because if you like what you see, it's a green light. Go for it. Yeah. You know, if someone does a favor for you, helps you out under a full moon, you know, you're very inclined to think very well of them. Right. So if you're just listening to this and you're thinking, oh, no, I totally missed the full moon in July. Mm-hmm. Can I still partake in what we're talking <laughs> about today? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um when we see two full moons in the same sign, it's almost like we're being reminded. So, or pushed. Or pushed. So if there was something that maybe you saw at the end of July that maybe you, you didn't make a move on, you weren't, weren't proactive about it, it's possible that this mo- this full moon might bring up another opportunity. opportunity. Another chance. Right. Another chance at a connection. Or, you know, oh, another someone coaxing you. Oh, you really should. Mm-hmm. You really should join us. Right. Right. You really should look into this. Um, so think of it that way. It's, it's a, um, uh, and sometimes we need that kick. Sometimes we need that little push. Well, and sometimes even though the universe is shining a flashlight on something, we might just think, we might dismiss it. Oh. Thinking, oh, that was just a one-off or, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that. They didn't really mean what they said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not qualified for that. There should be now another reminder coming through. So why don't we do go through the 12 signs okay. and talk about some affirmations that they can use for right. um, this full moon. If you don't already have a ritual that you use right. during this time, um, a couple things that we suggest is um, charging stuff under the full moon. So maybe you've put your crystals out under the full moon or anything that you want to bring energy to. Mm-hmm. So I've mm-hmm. even talked about, you know, lay out your calendar out there if you're looking to book more appointments. If, well, that's a nice one. Put right. your piggy bank out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're looking for, you know, clarity, what to do with your money, how to make more money, how to manage your money better. 
those types of things. And also, I might say this, I don't know how many people have it, but some people have oftentimes bowls of salt in their home mm-hmm. uh, that they use for cleansing purposes. Push that salt right out there, you know, into the full moon to regenerate. Yeah, that would be uh, another example of it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you can set any sort of intention. You can just write an intention and put it on the you know, on the patio furniture. Yeah. Have, just having it sit out there overnight. You just a picture of you and your spouse. If there's there needs yeah. to be clarity, you can use the full moon to ask the universe essentially to give you some signs. It's, it's the power of atten- in, intention, the power of intention coupled with something that's happening in the real world, yeah. right? And that's where it becomes reality because it's you're coupling a thought, a concept, an intention, or another word, a prayer. Yeah. A prayer with, some, with something that's actually happening in our world, the full moon. Yeah. So again, it's a very interesting. I oftentimes say, uh, you know, on when I was doing feng shui, this is like setting intention with prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't sound, we're not saying the typical traditional prayers, but yeah, that's what it is. Absolutely. So when we start going through the 12 signs, we kind of threw this in at the last minute. So we don't have actual affirmations written. So we're just kind of, kind of wing it as we oh, yeah, go through. We're helping you formulate we're the helping, words. We're giving yes. you some versions of it. So, so let's start with Aries. Yeah. So Aries, this full moon is happening in their 11th house. So we might say, I am surrounded by helpful people. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, was gonna go I am surrounded it. by helpful people or uh, professional people, successful people, yep. you know, people who can guide me, people who can teach me, people who can share, you know, their knowledge with me. It's all about who the tribe, who you're hanging out with. Yeah, so whenever we create affirmations, we want to put it in the positive. So starting with I am is a very easy way to make sure that we stay positive. We're not saying... We're staying in the present as well. Yeah, we're not not saying I don't, you know, I I don't want this anymore. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah, so Aries, it's all about your groups, your associations. This might sound familiar just because we talked about Saturn and Aquarius. So we moved through the 12 signs because the full moon's in Aquarius. We are seeing the same overlap with the house that it's falling in. That's a good point, yes. So I do think the affirmations that you might be already feeling a shakeup in this area. Mm -hmm. So the affirmation Mm -hmm. might be kind of counteracting Mm -hmm. what Saturn's been been doing, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we have Taurus uh, affecting their 10th house. So again, this idea, I I am open to new possibilities. Oh, yeah. Right? Or I am seen. I am, oh, I am seen. Oh, actually, that's powerful. Yeah. I am right. seen, period. Right. right. I am seen. Right. Or I am appreciated for my talents, just because it's all about their reputation. Right. Yeah. The visibility. Yeah. I am chosen. Oh, yeah. Right. That'd be another good one. I am seen and I am chosen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for Gemini's hitting ninth house, um, I'm trying to, <laughs> maybe like. Um, I, um, I subs- uh, I am open to new ideas. Okay. I am open to new philosophies. Uh, I'm constantly expanding my reach. Ooh, there we go. That's a nice one as well. I am open to new worlds. I mean, again, oh, yeah, they kind of a little similar, but the ninth house is professionalism. So if you, my gosh, if you're thinking of going back to school, if you're thinking of getting any sort of accreditation, this would be very good. We'll be talking about that with Sagittarius as well. But that idea of, you know, I... Even I, ninth house, I am smart. I am smart. Maybe you're in a position where you haven't been getting the recognition. Mm-hmm. There's been a change, so... And I am lucky because there could be yeah. some nice things happening here about money. 
Absolutely. Uh, next, let's move to Cancers, hitting the eighth house. Eighth house can be, you know, I am powerful. I am powerful. I'm strong and powerful. Maybe um, I hold my own. I overcome all, all obstacles in my path. Yeah. That would be a, a major one there. Yep. Um, for Leos, hitting your seventh. So I would think um, I attract beneficial partnerships or I relationships. I attract dynamic partnerships and friends. And by the way, that's professional as well. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who can refer you to something better in your life. Yeah. And the idea that we're just giving you some ideas. You might oh, like one that we it. say. You might like to combine some of the things we're saying. You might tweak what we, we've said. Yeah, Leo could be all about their partner doing something, something you know, your partner's being seen, being appreciated. I That's celebrate true. my partner. That's true. You know, rather than I attract a new partner, you know, right. it just depends on the, you know, where your status is. Yeah. Um, if Leo's were trying to have any tangible upgrades, mm. oh yeah, you know, it could be, I attract that new fridge or yeah. that new car yes, just because yes. there can be some. Well, you know what it is? It's oftentimes it's beauty. It's seventh house. So I attract beautiful upgrades in my life. Oh yeah. Or I am beautiful. Or I am beautiful. Yeah. Right, boy, we are going here. <laughs> right. Okay. Got uh, options. Sixth house, uh, Virgos. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, I attract meaningful work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am well organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am appreciated at work. Exactly. I am busy at work. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Maybe you don't want to be busy. I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> I have a strong yeah. balance between work and home. I don't think most people want to be busy at work, but uh, <laughs> the idea is, uh, I'm uh, thinking of like a commission-based person. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It could be yeah. I have a strong work-life, mm-hmm. work-home mm-hmm. balance. Mm-hmm. And I think also we should say something about um, I liberate myself. Mm. And you, could, if you want to mm-hmm. go from, you could put a from from something you're trying to liberate yourself from. Okay. But even I am healthy. Well, okay, that's an obvious that. one, well. right? <laughs> but you know, there's so many options here. There are. Right. There are. Um, for our Libras hitting the fifth house, I would say I attract new stages. Oh, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I embrace fun. I embrace right? fun. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, There's room in my life for fun. Yep. Which, you know, sometimes fun gets left off. It does. The, the list, or it's at the bottom. Uh, Libras could also Great for say, children, also. I have reasons to celebrate. Oh, yeah. I have who, Many reasons to celebrate. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, fifth fifth house, if you have children, you could absolutely write a nice affirmation for a child. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or if you have a Libra child, mm-hmm. to put some nice affirmations oh, right. for them. Uh, Scorpio, fourth house. I love my home. Yeah. I love my home and family. I feel safe and secure inside my home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's with foundation as well. So we could even talk about, um, I have a strong foundation Feeling grounded, connected. Yeah. And I guess it's it's really the connection. If people are connected, I find that, you know, they're, they're really feeling, they can overcome a lot if they mm-hmm. have connections. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, fourth house could also be a, one that you put affirmations for your parents mm-hmm. or parent-like mm-hmm. figures, mm-hmm. grandparents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like my family is safe and healthy, or I don't know if that's one of the ones that you said maybe already. Uh, Sagittarius hitting third house. Yeah. I embrace change. Okay. Right. I am open to advance. I'm open to learn and advance myself. Yeah. So that idea, that's that's the area that would be very good for 
Oh, finding out, oh, you can get certified in this. Oh, you can go here and get a license to do that. You know, so you might be surprised. Oh, that may be my step into this area. Oh, these classes are available. I can take this or I can, oh, uh, online, I can, there's so many options there, what I can do yeah. online, <laughs> but the idea is what we can learn. Like I am open to having a new routine. Yeah, being flexible. I am flexible, flexible. and adaptable yeah. as my new life emerges. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Right. Uh, third house would also be good for siblings or um, neighbors. So yes. if there's any issues with neighbors or, or siblings. I have peaceful neighbors who don't <laughs> right. park their car in front of my driveway. <laughs> Did you see what my neighbors are up to again? Yeah. With the, so yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, for Capricorns, mm-hmm. we're talking about the second house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am tra- wealthy. I attract money. I attract nice things. I attract money and nice things. Yeah. I am... Uh, my, my security is, um, is building every month. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm secure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that has to do with wealth, stability, and love. I guess security. we forgot the big thing that, that would be a big ca- a Capricorn. I am I'm loved. surrounded by love and financial security. Yeah, I like that one. one. I like that one. That's a good one. Um, and then last but not least, but because the full moon is in Aquarius, Hitting the first house of self. Yeah, I am. Well, I see, and I would say that could be I am seen as well. That True. could be an example of it. But True. Um, Aquarius goes on to the first house, comes on to the body as well. So it could be something about I take, again, we could go into the idea that what I'm going to do for my body, yeah. what I'm going to, you know, benefit. But it also, if you shift, your relationships change, mm-hmm. right? We kind of know that from Dr. Phil, right? Right. <laughs> right? You want your partner to change, you change, yeah. and you'll see some sort of uh, shift. So maybe the Aquarian energy is I embrace myself and my partnerships. Yeah. Together we grow. Yeah. Or I love myself the way I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any changes that you wanted to do the physical body or, like, even if you were trying to find, like, a new handshake or something, like... Um, I step into my power. I step into my identity. Identity. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Into my identity. You know, there's so much out there about being true, right? It seems like everyone's saying you, just, you have to be authentic. Right. You have to, you know, be yourself. Oh, my God. How many times do we need to hear that? <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Right? But, I mean, it's true. We do need to hear it a lot. Yep. Oh, yeah. I am authentic. Mm-hmm. If you're maybe mm-hmm. an Aquarius not knowing mm-hmm. which way do I go, I don't know the answer yet. Yeah, so this last one, we should set the Pisces. We should set some intention for Simone. Oh, sorry. Yep. I yep. said, I think I said last but not yeah, least. Aquarius. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's still Pisces. Pisces there. Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. 12th house. Yeah, Pisces. Is I heal. I, 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 I accept myself and, you know, embrace all those who can assist or aid me, help me. Um, I attract many miracles. I attract a miracle, many miracles. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Pluto is a, the 12th house is everything going back to that concept of what's been holding you back, what's been the obstacle. She's had it so clearly, mm-hmm. twisties, right. you know, what an obstacle to have in the road to face. I, I easily and effortlessly, that's a nice way, if you don't know how to do affirmation, I easily and effortlessly. Oh, yeah. You know, because then it says whether you're talking money, whether you're talking about relationships, talking about work, it all works. That's really what we're all looking for. We want to achieve something and not make it seem torturous. Yeah, it could even be my, um, my health and 
um, oh my gosh, I, I just had it and then it. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 12th house, it disappeared. It did. I, I easily did. and effortlessly achieve. My mental and physical health come first. Okay. Yeah. Forget that. Okay. Not, oh, yeah. not a good sentence, but okay. <laughs> we get the idea. Right. Okay. No, you, that's fine. That's great. Yep. Okay, so that wraps up um, the full moon in Aquarius. So again, that is coming up um, August 22nd. Again, you don't have to do it. Just do it the night of. You can do it the week of, the week after. We. Oh, I would. You know what? I would. I'd start it right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's it's building. You know. Well, let's start here. Let's clarify this. There's a new moon in here as well, which we did not discuss. That will be August 8th. Which I think by the time. We hear this. I don't know. Will that be over with? Oh, no. No, it'll still be coming. Okay. So, okay. So, oh, I see when this. When this airs. Yeah, when this airs. They'll be hearing it the day after the new moon. Okay. So well, when the new moon co- comes on August 8th, there could be something. There could be a problem that arrives with it. Okay. So by the time you're hearing this, yeah. you might think this weekend <laughs> some stuff mm-hmm. came to the surface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the full moon oftentimes brings you clarity, brings you the solution. You kind of move on. And, you know, I know there may be a tendency to go, oh, my God, that's, you know, my life isn't like that. But, you know, what you're thinking about in July is often not what you're thinking about in August. Right. Right? Right. You know, if, if you really, if you kept a journal, it'd become very apparent where your head was at on that day versus where your head is at two weeks later. Well, and the other thing is, is because we have... A full moon every single month right and sometimes two times like we're right. talking about now these don't have to be things that disrupt your whole life oh right again these, these when, can go into the mundane the moon can rule the very mundane aspects of your life or just how you're feeling like you were kind of yeah. saying the moon is our emotion so it might not be something that you write down like oh i bought a house or right. i broke i broke up with someone but it's oh. how you were feeling at mm-hmm. that time mm-hmm. even if circumstances didn't change right yeah no that's a very good point those faster moving cycles such as one that occurs every month uh it's it's generally more mundane yeah. and that's why it's kind of fun it's kind of easy astrology to play with even yeah, sure because you're not talking about Am I going to marry him or not? Am I going to, you know, get this divorce or not? Am I going to move across the country or not? You're right. No, this is more of the day-to-day stuff that happens in your life. Yep. So let's conclude the full moon talk, um, and let's just talk really quick about Uranus retrograding. Oh, yeah. It's another thing that that will be coming up here that we'll talk about more. Yeah. August 19th, obviously, Uranus is going to go retrograde. Well, we had a fascinating story here with... Simone Biles and Neptune retrograding. Yep. And so um, 13 Taurus. So if you already know, oh my God, I have 13 Taurus in my chart, mm-hmm. then you know Uranus. And again, we think of that example step onto white carpeting with your shoes on yep. and not tiptoe, but then do a heavy pivot, kind of a grind on that white carpet. And it leaves its mark. And that's what's happening again for um, 13 Taurus. That, by the way, is. Um, uh, the May 3rd and 4th birthdays. If your mm-hmm. birthday's on May 3rd or 4th, this is definitely you. Yep. There's other ones as well, the squares well, and oppositions. I was going to say, we, if, you, if you know your chart, 13 degree um, Aquarius, 13 degree Leo, 13 degree Scorpio. Right. This is also you. Yeah, exactly. 
So. And, and it could be something very surprising. And it'll be interesting to see who's in the headlines, yes. who's going to be in the headlines. And, of course, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Uranus retrograde at 13 Taurus and who pops up on the headlines and what their story is going to be. Exactly. And I think, too, we need to give all the planets credit for their retrogrades, not just Mercury. They all, <laughs> they all leave you their You know mark. what? That is such a great comment right there because we get obsessed with Mercury retrograde. But all the planets, these heavier planets, have far more impact mm -hmm. than a package right. not being, being lost in the mail. Exactly. You know what I mean? Which, you know, or somebody running late or someone closing early and, you know, mm -hmm. those types of things. No, this is, these are much bigger topics. As you, we can see what Simone is bringing up to, you know, the consciousness. Absolutely. So that concludes our talk for today. Um, we really appreciate you listening and we look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.